To be or not to be, that is the question. But maybe not for you, because you chose to listen to episode 2B which is the second part of our little mini-series on Esperanto. If you haven't listened to part one, so episode 2a, then you should probably do that first. In this uh, second part, my guest Johannes and I talk about grammar, finally. And we also talk a bit about what is generally criticized about Esperanto and in the end there will also be some music. So let's start right away. Maybe we could um, take a look at um, the grammar of, uh, of Esperanto and um, I'm not sure if this was already in this first book but um, uh, there, there is a set a very small set of grammar rules um, for Esperanto, uh, the 16 rules of Esperanto. Yeah, um, yeah. many people uh, say the 16 rules, but I guess hardly <laughs> anyone can actually uh, name them. <laughs> yeah, well, this uh, 16 rules of, of Esperanto grammar, it's, um, well, I like uh, one comparison. Uh, it's, they are like uh, Schrödinger's equation. Mm -hmm. uh, Schrödinger's equation is, a really simple equation and you uh, you immediately understand what it means and you uh, can calculate a lot of things of it but it's really really hard to calculate it's uh, if you have a world formula uh, then uh, it's still hard to uh, maybe uh, this uh, this is uh, one one formula or a couple of formulas are sufficient to calculate or describe everything what's going on in the world but still understand what's going on in the world is mm. still very very hard <laughs> and it's the same with the uh, with the um uh this uh, 16 grammar rules they describing a lot but it's still very very hard uh to actually use these grammar rules in everyday language yeah another thing is that um uh well Uh, the trick is that there is a lot of thing, uh, a lot of grammar is actually in the uh, words themselves. Mm. So you have to uh, know uh, not only the meaning of the word, but also uh, the syntax. Mm -hmm. And so uh, quite a lot of things, uh, quite a lot of grammar rules are actually hidden in, uh, in the uh, words themselves. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay, so uh, yeah, let's take a look at that. At the uh, 16 rules, at the yeah. 16 rules. So well, I, I, <laughs> I felt really lazy and I thought, okay, if there are just 16 rules, we can just go by yeah, uh, go, through go them. By, yeah. by one, <laughs> and then after that, I speak uh, fluent uh, Esperanto, but uh, yeah, we will see how far we get. <laughs> um, so, um, Samenhoff, uh, 
before he lists these rules, he just um, um, describes the alphabet of, mm -hmm. of Esperanto. So he lists all, up all the letters that are there. Um, and I wonder, is there something like an alphabet song in Esperanto to, to learn the, the Oh, I'm alphabet? sure there is something, <laughs> but I don't know. No. Yeah, I, uh, probably there is, uh, <laughs> yeah. But so c could you recite it? Like the letters, they are the, the consonant, uh, the, the vowels, uh, they are just, uh, you, you, you say just this, uh, the sound they make. It's, it's like A, E, mm. E, O, U. Mm -hmm. And the consonants that they make, uh, you say the sound they make uh, followed by an O. Mm -hmm. So, uh, A, BO, SO, CHO, DO, E, FO, GO, JO, HO, HO, I, Yo, jo, ko, lo, mo, no, o, po, ro, so, sho, to, u, wo, fo, ne, wo, so. Okay, so after yes. that you ha get some pain in the, in the lips because <laughs> all the time it's a yes, it's, uh, it's Yes, sometimes it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's funny when, when you are um, uh, using abbreviations. For example, the uh, International Youth Congress, the Internazia Junulaga Congresso and in Esperanto is IOCO. Mm -hmm. And also, which is, uh, which is interesting, is um, uh, the, the word for etc. If you are if you are talking about if you're listing something and you say etc. 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 in English, uh, in Esperanto this would be kotopo. <laughs> okay. This is KTP, mm. uh, which means kaitiel plu. Ah. Like it's like in German und so weiter and so on in English. Mm. It's uh, uh, in German you sometimes see this uh, USW uh, mm. point and and uh, uh, in, in Esperanto you, you write. Uh, KTP point and uh, in the spoken language you say kotopo mm -hmm. okay uh, yes that's that's uh, the, the 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 way they uh, they name the um, letters mm -hmm. okay um, so the the alphabet is basically yeah it's based on the Latin alphabet mm -hmm. so like like uh, English but there are some special characters. Um, could you maybe explain them a bit? Yeah, there is. Um, there are a couple of uh, of consonants that are not known in English, neither in uh, in German as uh, letters. Uh, they in uh, Slavic languages they are uh, they are similar letters. Uh, but uh, I think these letters, in the way Esperanto is using them, they are unique in Esperanto. Um, and this is actually uh, the cho, which is uh, a C with um, this uh, circumflex uh, accent. A little yeah. roof. Yeah, or this, uh, or little hat. Yeah. In Esperanto, uh, you'd say, some, uh, sometimes you'd say, uh, chapello, uh, yeah. is, uh, which means hat. And uh, this just modifies the, well, the C uh, is uh, pronounced like a uh, like uh, like tss, like what's an English example for this? Uh, Ooh, um, like in cats, maybe cats. Yes, <laughs> like um, and uh, then uh, the uh, uh, the C with the roof is uh, ch, like in mm -hmm. Czech Czech uh, Czech yeah Czech rap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there is uh, the. The G with uh, the roof, it's actually uh, uh, makes the G, which is usually pronounced like uh, in the English go or mm. get, uh, 
it modifies this to the um, sound like in English G or mm. um, jungle. Or, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the also the H has a roof, which makes it uh, to this uh, for English natives quite hard uh, um, uh, sound like H, like in German uh, Rachen. Yes, yeah. Ach. Yes. Actually, the the word Ach exists in Esperanto. It's 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 spelled A. Uh, and, uh, okay, in the uh, same meaning. Uh, yeah. Like, ach, yes. Uh, sigh, yes. sighing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Then there is uh, the J has uh, can have a roof which makes it from Y to uh, to J. Like uh, this is a, 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 a sound which is quite common in French, like in uh, bonjour. journalist bonjour. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like in German German journalist. Yeah. Uh, English doesn't have it that much, I think. Um, sure. Then uh, yes, the and the the S can uh, have a roof, which makes it like uh, the English SH, like in like uh, sh shout or yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there is one more which is quite interesting. Uh, there is uh, um, well, this this uh, uh, I don't know how to describe it. In uh, it's uh, this. Um, arc uh, above the U. It's uh, like the roof but uh, the other way around. No, and it's round. It's round. It's the, round. Roof okay. is, the roof is uh, is uh, is really uh, really uh, Oh yeah, uh, roof I see it. With the well. with yeah. the top mm. and uh, uh, this is an arc just uh, 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 turned upside down. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, that's interesting because uh, there is uh, the eye and uh, and the um Yeah, the the I and uh, and the J, and the uh, they are have the same relation like the U and the U with this breve, uh, 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 you call it this uh, mm. uh, diacritics. Uh, so uh, the the rule is that vowels have their own syllable. So if you count the vowels in in a word, then you know how many syllables the word. Has mm -hmm. there's no such such thing as diphthongs or something. It's uh, and uh, the the J is sounds like the I, so it's this this E sound, but it doesn't have its own uh, uh, syllable. It's uh, a diphthong to the vowel next to it, and the same with this wo, which the the U has this uh, is is U uh, with its own syllable. And the the U with this uh, breve upon it uh, is also U, but it doesn't have its own syllable. Do you maybe have examples for that? So yes. Uh, well, it's uh, f uh, for example uh, uh, E and J. There is this uh, is the word iam, which is uh, E A M. Iam, mm -hmm. two two vowels, two syllables. Iam, iam, which means um, sometime. Mm -hmm. And uh, Yam, which is J A M, uh, is yam, one vowel, one syllable, which means already. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, well, take the take the word uh, auto for example, uh, uh, which is spelled A U with the brave upon it T O, and. Uh, Uh, if you would drop the this brave on the U, it was it would be auto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
two syllables. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you said there are no diphthongs, but in fact, this an auto. It yes, is a diphthong. Uh, so, it's it's the diphthongs uh, only work with uh, with uh, this with J and the uh, and the and this uh, funny kind of U. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I guess that's that's one. Um, that's nice because you al always know how to pronounce how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, that's uh, mathematically there's uh, there's an uh, um, there's a non-ambiguous uh, relation between uh, between uh, sound and uh, writing of a word. So if you if you read a word, you know how to pronounce it, mm -hmm. and if you hear a word, you know how to spell it. Yeah, and that's much more convenient than, for example, in English or in French or, or in French <laughs> yes. or. Um, yeah. Uh, well, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's convenient, but uh, well, um, to some people the price is quite high because you have these uh, letters that you don't have in English, and it's sometimes mm. it's uh, it's uh, it makes it hard to to use Esperanto uh, when communicating uh, uh, by internet. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's uh, in in many uh, use cases the uh, the problem is solved, so you can write email and. Uh, uh, so there are uh, keyboard drivers for that. It's uh, there are the solutions. Uh, the only the only uh, application that I know of which uh, that really doesn't allow it is uh, is SMS. Ah, yeah. yeah SMS but, doesn't. Um, I read that there is a way around this this workaround that you instead of using the diacritics you uh, write an H after. Yeah, the this uh, this was already suggested by Zamenhof because. Uh, well, at that time, uh, some um, uh, some typing machines uh, didn't have have that, and you it was quite hard to type it because you have had to to press some uh, like backspace key and then type this roof, and it mm. was uh, it just interrupted your your uh, your typing flow, and then he just suggested just uh, uh, put an H after uh, after the uh, concerning consonant, so this ch would be. Uh, ch or the mm. sh would be sh, which is um, corresponds somewhat to uh, to other languages, which is quite intuitive. Mm. Yeah, then uh, people used that for a long time, and then uh, the people started to use computers, and then they said, "Well, uh, I can type uh, this uh, these special characters of Esperanto by by pressing Alt and then type some number code." So what I do is I type this uh, this uh, workaround with the H, and uh, then I do a search replace in the mm. end, and and I replace this by the uh, real Esperanto characters. But what happens with the word Flughaveno, which means airport? There is a, a G and followed by an H because it's just uh, it's just uh, the word, and also, uh, and uh, so this fails. It also fails when you uh, when you sort uh, a list of words alphabetically, mm. and so. Uh, uh, there's another version of this workaround that you don't use an H but an X. Mm -hmm. So you say you you write uh, CX or SX or UX or something like that, and um, uh, that's um, I think that's the uh, most widely used um, uh, form nowadays. Or uh, well, when when I started Esperanto, it was the uh, mostly seen version on the internet. By now, people use actually the the real Esperanto characters because it's it's also quite convenient. Just in in SMS, I use these uh, I use the um, um, uh, the X form, 
and also in uh, in file names or URL names. Then mm -hmm. because uh, then the, the danger is that it fails. It's the same. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't usually use the German umlauts in in file names, or mm -hmm. I avoid them usually. And um, yeah, it's uh, also. Uh, What sometimes happens is uh, is that uh, some um, some software uh, simply uh, simply um, uh, just uh, drops the roof on the and the yeah. diacritics and then it's uh, it's some has sometimes funny results because <laughs> it changed the meaning yeah. and um, yeah yeah um, maybe a, f a few words about the vowels so a e i o u um uh, so so when it comes to the vowels the um esperanto is really minimalistic so mm -hmm. there are these five vowels which are also ca uh, called cardinal vowels mm -hmm. um so there there are other languages that have this set of vowels like spanish and hebrew and also greek so and and some others but um so uh what is special about the just these five vowels is um that they are um considered to be in the most extreme positions so basically they are as far away from each other um when in yeah when it comes to the place where they are articulated mm. um and so they they can be distinguished very easy so mm. e and o And ooh, they are all at different corners of the mouth, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess that's that's a good uh, um, good idea of having the system in a language that is supposed to be spoken yeah. by people from yeah that have uh, different native languages. And it also gives room for some variation. Mm -hmm. So um, we already mentioned that uh, people from different countries have also kind of accents in Esperanto mm. and yeah if if a, the uh, ah in your language is a bit different then you still have can yeah say it the way you are used to say it but yeah. and mm. still people will understand that you mean it's an ah yeah th so in in German uh, the uh, the the e and the o uh, have two different uh, ways of pronouncing them that's uh, it's the uh, so-called closed and open Mm -hmm. uh, so an e in German can be e and e. Mm -hmm. oh, well, for the uh, for the e we have a different uh, this uh, r umlaut. But uh, well, I usually teach that uh, the vowels are to be to to be pronounced open. So mm -hmm. uh, like a good morning in in Esperanto is uh, bonan matenon, mm -hmm. and uh, well Germans uh, often say bonan matenon. Kai, mm -hmm. uh, well that's. Uh, I recommend to avoid that because it's uh, common sense is more that you pronounce them uh, you pronounce them open, mm. and um, yeah, their uh, pronunciation is also interesting. There is uh, there is some uh, recorded uh, uh, spoken uh, speech of Zamenhof himself. Oh really? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, but it's hard to understand. It it was uh, it was at, at that time you they didn't have the uh, good. Uh, Uh, recording technology like we have here in our studio and um yeah the uh, but uh, but uh, the funny thing is that uh uh speech or Zamenhof's uh, um uh pronunciation is considered to be good but not um uh but not um how do you say that in english not an example 
It's uh, and Zamenhof himself said that, and he said uh, he named one person. He was uh, she, she was uh, um, a Czech woman living in Italy, and uh, he said, well, she has uh, the ex uh, the pronunciation that Esperanto should have. So, okay. so this is uh, the reference. She was the the reference uh, speaker regarding pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> But are there recordings of her? Uh, no, but uh, well, I don't know. Maybe they are. But uh, but uh, today you say that um, uh, that Czechs and Croats, when they just uh, speak their way, they would speak it. Then they have the uh, the best pronunciation. And this is not uh, just a matter of liking or not liking. It's it really turns out that they are. Uh, understandable. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, for example, when uh, when people from France uh, speak really fast, or not not really fast, but just fast, it's really hard to understand them. Mm -hmm. But a friend of mine uh, from Czechia who speaks really really fast uh, is perfectly understandable because it's just the way he pronounces it. It's mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's just like uh, yeah, uh, that's. Uh, What you usually say that uh, Czechs and Croats have the the best pronunciation. Yeah, maybe it's also because um, the, they don't have much problems with the consonants uh, as well. Also, yes, they can roll the R and uh, and they have the ch and sh and uh, yeah. Mm. Because that's uh, that's something that is often criticized that there are too much co different consonants mm. and also hard to pronounce for some. Yeah, if you if you if you look for a language which had which has uh, less consonants, then you might learn Tokipona. Ah, yeah, okay. that's uh, um, <laughs> made up by some Esperantist, by uh, yeah. and it's supposed to be simplistic as as simplistic as possible with sometimes something like 130 uh, word roots or something. Mm -hmm. And people speak it, but uh, most of them are Esperanto speakers. <laughs> okay, they, so yeah. that's one of the many projects uh, to make Esperanto even better. No, it's no, it's uh, it's oh. just just to 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 uh, to see how simple a language can be. Ah, okay. yeah. so like an experiment. Yeah, and it's uh, and uh, Esperantists use it also in 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 fiction, like uh, like other people use Klingon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like the meta yeah. construction language. But it's it's just it's 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 I don't speak it at all. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's it's I always say it's it's a uh, uh, it's a nerd toy for nerds uh, who are uh, for 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 those uh, who find Esperanto not nerdy enough. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, maybe we should turn to the actual uh, grammar rules now. Yeah. So. I changed the order a bit to mm. to make it fitting to, uh, yeah, the way I want to talk about it because rule nine and ten are actually ref uh, refer to the pronunciation and I will just read them and then we are done with them because mm. basically we talked about it already. So rule nine is every word is writ uh, is read as it is written. So that's Makes what sense, we already yeah. said. Yeah. Mm. Um, rule ten is the accent always falls on the next to last syllable. Yes. So that's what I teach. Yeah. For example, Esperanto. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. uh, to beginners. It's uh, it's sometimes difficult because uh, all the words that are in English ending uh, on uh, uh, on uh, on like station or mm -hmm. religion. Yeah. Uh, this is um, in Esperanto. It's statio, religio, and mm. uh, this is uh, some people find it confusing that the 
This yeah. E has the stress. Yeah, mm. okay. yeah okay. I see. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But it's, yeah, you get used to it. Yeah. Okay. And then, so the, the first rule, I mean, now that I know how to pronounce it, I could mm. actually try to read it in Esperanto. Yeah, do. And then you can uh, tell me if it's already sufficient. Mm. Okay, so the first rule is artic Articolo ne definita ne existas. Existas nur articolo definita. Giusto, uh, yes. Egala por ciui sexoi, casoi, kai nombroi. So yes. was that already like... Uh, Good pronunciation, or it was, it was, it was, uh, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in English, uh, it's uh, there is no indefinite article, like uh, in English a. Yeah. There is only a definite article la, alike for all genders, cases, and numbers. So like the English the. Mm -hmm. Um. But uh, so could we have an example? Uh, uh, a noun, some noun. So here I have the example libro. Yes. Book, and if you want to, and yeah, if you want to say a book, then it's also libro. Yes. And if it's the book, then it's la libro. Yes. Um, and it's the same in the in the plural, plural form. Yes, yeah. it's all, always la. It's uh, like in like in English, but English also has an indefinite article, which is yeah. a or n. And so the the la, I guess, comes from uh, French or Spanish. Yeah. They also have it, but there you also have. Uh, And uh, so la is female, and then you have an, a male article, mm -hmm. like in French it's le. And you don't have this difference in Esperanto. So it's no, always no, la. No, it's always, always la. But, uh, but even this was, uh, was uh, a little bit difficult. It's, it's, it's difficult for, for uh, spe uh, speakers coming from Slavic languages, because uh, Slavic languages don't have articles, or at least uh, many that's Slavic why, languages. Yes. That's why Samenhof made an uh, author's note. Uh, the use of the article is as in other languages. People for whom use of the article offers difficulties may at first elect not to use it at all. Yeah, and that's why, why Eva is, uh, is often not using it. Yes. Yeah, but isn't this nice? You, you may use it, but you don't have mm. to. It's, it's, it's optional, yes. It's optional. Mm. Okay, so then uh, rule number two is about nouns. Uh, nouns have the ending O to form the plural at the ending Uh, J. Yeah, so it's a diphthong, um, oi, oi. Diphthong so, of O and So e. if we stay with this example, libro, then the plural is lib libroi. Libroi, yes. That's, uh, but the stress remains in the, in the uh, uh, first syllable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Libroi. Yeah. Autoi. Candeloi. Mm -hmm. Pinguenoi. Microfonoi. <laughs> tasoi. Tabloi. Yeah, yes. Stuff we see here, like yes. the penguin. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you already said. Uh, so this is the the, the Linux yes. uh, penguin. We we call it we call it Tuxo. Tuxo. So, yes. Yeah. Um, there are only two cases: nominative and accusative. The latter can be obtained from the nominative by ending by adding the ending n. So for libro, it would be libron. Yes. And in the plural, it's Libroin. Libroin, yes. Estas, yes. Mi havas multain Libroin, I have many books here. Okay. So I use also uh, an adjective, but maybe you, you can come to that uh, afterwards. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the other cases are expressed with the aid of prepositions. Genitive by de, which is 
in English like off, mm -hmm. dative by al, which is to in English, and ablative by per, uh, like by means of, or other prepositions according to meaning. So, yeah. So basically, you have uh, you have uh, the nominative and accusative, and then preposition with nominative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, so. Uh, a noun must be either the the the, uh, the subject of a sentence. Mm -hmm. Then it stays. Uh, it's it's alone without no accusative, or it's the direct object. Mm -hmm. Then it needs the accusative, or it needs some uh, preposition. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay, then um, I already uh, take rule 16, which uh, just says that the final vowel of the noun and the article may be dropped and replaced by an apostrophe, uh, by an apostrophe yeah. without mm. effect on stress. Yeah, this is um, uh, actually um, in everyday language you don't uh, apply this rule. Because uh, you only apply, uh, if you if you say this, uh, it sounds literal uh, or even some somewhat poetic, mm -hmm. and um, uh, this is uh, very popular uh, uh, in uh, writing songs or poems because um, the metrics of of poems or songs often is that uh, the stresses at the last syllable of a line. And as in Esperanto, the stress is always on the uh, um, syllable next to the last mm. one. Then it's really, really hard. And then actually, it's only uh, one syllable, syllable words which uh, are available for for this last uh, mm. syllable of a of a line of a poem. And therefore, uh, you use this uh, rule. Then you you drop the O, and the stress remains on this uh, syllable uh, before the O which you drop. Mm -hmm. So uh, on the last of uh, of the word, and well, maybe maybe we'll we'll listen to a song uh, afterwards so in the end, and uh, we have the lyrics here, and uh, there's in the song lyrics, there's all over the place they they use this uh, as uh, apostrophe in in the or apostrophe it's apostrophe uh, it's an English no. lesson to me here. <laughs> um, uh, then uh, they use it um, uh, just to to make the stress to to the to the last syllable. So it's like a little workaround for if you want yeah. to be arty mm -hmm. and not just yeah. yeah. But if you use it in 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 everyday language, it sounds a little bit um, pathetic. over the top. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Uh, uh, rule number three is uh, adjectives end in a. Mm -hmm. Cases and numbers are as for nouns. So that's what I said. Mi havas multain libroin. Yeah, so multi-n uh, is like uh, several. plural, pl yes, several, uh, and it's plural. And Mihavas Belain Libroin do Bela is mm. an adjective which means uh, beautiful or and or, or nice. And uh, Belai is the plural. Belai Libroin nice books or Mihavas Belain Libroin I have nice books. That's accusative. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it also says something about comparative and superlative, which we can maybe skip now. Mm -hmm. uh, number four, the basic numerals are, and then comes a list of the numbers. Uno, du, tri, qua, quin, Uno, du, tri, qua, quin, ses, sep, ok, now, dick. Yes. And then it's also the word for hundred and thousand cent. Yeah, ok, because. Mil? Uh, 
and because they uh, those you can't make up uh, with the others. So eleven is uh, deck uno, so ten one. Yeah, th yeah. Then that, that's also described in this mm. rule. Like they are. Uh, so if you want to uh, compound numbers like eleven, mm. you basically say ten one. Mm. Um, so it's a bit like English, but even more consequent. Mm. Like you don't yeah. eleven or. 12 mm. but it's like 21 22 mm. um so also really easy uh to show ordinal numbers we add the adjective ending yes so if you want to say uh the f the first then it's una unua unua ah yes. okay that's so. an uh, that's a quite frequent uh, frequent mistake people make uh, that's uh, ah, okay. unu is uh, is the uh, is the the word for one yeah. unua mm -hmm. Is uh, yeah, hmm. yeah, and then there are also suffixes for multiples, fractions, collectives, division. Yes. Well, I, I actually don't know why they are in this rule because they they are there are lots of uh, lots of suffixes and actually they belong to the suffix list. I think. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. And uh, noun and adverb numerals can also be used. And then there is an example like duopu. It's a pair. Mm -hmm. So I guess. Do is two, and then uh, you add. What is the opo? So the op is uh, op is this um, is uh, uh, a suffix which indicates um, uh, well the size of a group of people. The duopo mm -hmm. is uh, well, it's duop, and you you put the o, which means um, uh, a noun. So duopo is a group of two people mm -hmm. so a pair triopo is a triple or trio okay. and um well actually you uh, use them uh, maybe we come to the rule that says that the e in the in the in the end of a, of a word is an adverb yeah that's rule seven yeah mm. and if you say duope which means um uh, do, uh, uh i can say Ni registras tionchi podcast on duope, which means uh, we are recording this podcast. Um, what would you say in English? In German, you said tu, zu zweit. Uh, uh, yeah, good question. Um, it's two of us. The two are, of us. Yeah, yeah. who are res uh, 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 who are recording this podcast, and uh, so you, you can uh, triope uh, or. Quarope, Multope, it's uh, okay. zu viel in German, uh, or Kelkope. No, you, you can play with this uh, with these rules. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay, number five is uh, personal pronouns. Mi, vi, li, chi, gi? Gi. Gi. For an object or animal. And si, ni, vi, ili, oni. Uh, and it's I, you, he, she. It oneself, we, you, yeah, okay. Yes, it sounds sounds a little bit complicated. So there is a me, estas uh, is I am. V mm -hmm. is you. It's it's just like in English. It's it's you for singular and plural. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, then is uh, li she is uh, the third person. So he and she. And then there is g for the English it. Uh, if it's if you're talking not about persons. And then there is uh, oni, which comes from the French on, 
And mm. it's like the German Mann in, in English, there's no equivalent. Like, also you, I think. Yeah, you would say you, yeah. yeah. Mm. You would say you. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, uh, there is uh, the plural form is uh, is ni uh, for we. Then, as I said, vi also for you for uh, both uh, numerals. And then um, there's ili for they in English. Mm -hmm. And then I skipped one, uh, which is the si, uh, which is a little bit hard to describe. It's uh, it's uh, re reflexive. So if, okay. uh, but uh, I I don't want to to cover this here because it really would take long. Okay. We, we, we would, and it's it's a difficult uh, part of the grammar, uh, but uh, just come to my lessons to learn it. So it's maybe a bit like herself, himself, uh, something, something like that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah. So and if you have the, these pronouns and want to make possessive pronouns, then you just have to add the a for. Uh, adjective endings. Yes. Mia so. libro, via libro. Okay. My book, your book. Yeah. Oh, via libro, your yeah. books. Okay. Mm. But what I find a bit confusing is that V is you mm. and ni is, uh, what is ni? It's we. We. And it's the exact opposite of how it's in Swedish. <laughs> yes. I, I, <laughs> I learned Swedish before I learned Esperanto. And, and now when I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, sp I'm speaking Esperanto to my Swedish friends, <laughs> and when I'm in, sw in Sweden to, uh, to visit my Swedish friends and then uh, have to speak Swedish there to someone else who doesn't speak Esperanto, then I always confuse it. <laughs> so Zamenhof for sure didn't, didn't speak, speak Swedish. Mm. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. It's it's from the also from the from the from French. It's nu in French, ah, okay. vous in. Uh, okay. In, yeah. in, mm. Okay. Then rule six is about the verb, and there's a lot to say about that. Ah. Um, it does not change for person or number, so that's good news. It's uh, basically like um, in English. Yeah, for the most part. In so. English, they have they have this s. In yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. That's the only yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, forms of the verb. Present time takes the ending as. So, uh, how would I say I love you, for example? Mi amas vin. Mi amas vin. That's the accusative form. You you, you heard it? It's like vin. It's, yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, then then there's is for the future future time. No, that's uh, uh, us. Oh. Future time. Oh yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah past time is is so. Yes. Me amis wien yes. would be I loved you. Yes. And then os uh, is future, so me amos wien is I will love you. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then there is also some mood mood stuff like conditional mood is us. Mm -hmm. So could I say me amus wien? What yes. then it would like it would be like I uh, I, I would, would I would you. love you. Yes. Uh, under the condition that. Yeah. If you didn't do that, I would love you, yes. Hmm. And then... Sevine farustion mi amus vin. Then there's uh, command mood mm -hmm. uh, with, with u. Yes. So, like... Uh, <laughs> could you say love me? Or? Yeah, there's, there's a song uh, which uh, uh, with the title Amu Min. Ah, yes. okay. Yes. Um... And infinitive mood, so it's like yeah, the in, the infinitive, the basic form. Mm -hmm. So ami is to love. Yes. Uh, 
And then there are also a lot of participants. Um, maybe we, we don't need to go through them all. Mm. Like uh, present active is and, past active is int. And then some passive forms. So, so they use the same uh, the same vowel as the tense forms. So mm -hmm. R, E, O, as is, os, as is, uh, anta, inter, onta, as uh, are the active participles. And then the passive ones are ata, ita, ota. Yeah, so the, the basic uh, message uh, you should take from this um, this rule is maybe that uh, the, the verb, the way um, verbs are inflected is really regular. So yes. compared mm. to any other languages, uh, it's all very clear. Mm. Um, and there are, uh, as far as I know, no irregular verbs. No, no, so not a single one. Even even to be is, is totally regular. Mm. Yeah. ST. Yeah. Um, Yeah, how, how would you negate a sentence? Like, I don't love you? Me, ne, amas, mean. Okay. It's just the word for no is ne, and mm -hmm. you use it also as a negation. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, and rule 12 uh, says, uh, when another negative word is present, the word ne is omitted, which is basically like in English, if you say, I never love you, then you don't mm. need another Yes. Don't. Oh, not it's uh, in in some English slangs they they actually uh, this rule doesn't apply. It's, it's this uh, I ain't got no money. It's two negations. Yeah, in, uh, in, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's. But in, in Esperanto you never do that. Yeah. So we already said uh, that adverbs end in e or e. Mm. Then uh, rule eight. Well, it's yeah. it's not completely true. It's uh, it's uh, uh, the words uh, the adverbs that are made up. Made from out adjectives of, from other from other, uh, yeah. ad, from other uh, kinds of words from yeah. nouns or from verbs but yeah. there are those uh, uh, adverbs that are originally adverbs and they have okay. no they special have. Uh, okay. yeah. Mm. yeah um then there is uh, rule eight about prepositions they always take the nominative which is For example, different from German, where you uh, for for each uh, preposition uh, you have to know the the case, <laughs> basically. Um, but you can also use the accusative. So I have some examples mm. where it makes a different a difference, like uh, la muso curis sub la tablo. Yes. The mouse ran around under the table, and if you say uh, tablon. Instead of tableau, then it's the mouse ran to under the table. So it's like the di direction yes. um, changes. Yeah, so I, I like the example um, uh, Ili Dancis and La Discoteco. Yeah. Uh, they were dancing in the disco. Yeah. And Ili Dancis and La Discotecon, yeah. uh, which would mean they entered uh, the, dis uh, the disco dancing. So yeah. they danced in, into the disco. Yeah. So this is uh, because some prepositions, they can either indicate a location or a direction. And yeah. then it's uh, um, the accusative who dis does mm. the distinction between yeah. location and direction. Yeah. I think so. With this example, it's the same in, in German. You could also say, "Yeah, like, it's it's that's that's uh, copied from German." Tanzt in die Disco. Yes, like, yeah, yes, yeah. that's exactly copied from German. Mm. Um, yeah, and and that so rule thirteen is basically what we just said to show direction. Words take the accusative ending. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess you see this also in the when you say hello, mm. saluton. Yes. Then you also have the n. Yes, Ending it's it's like in like in, in, in German. You say uh, guten Tag. 
Ja. Das Akkusativ. Ja. Okay. It's, it's, not, it's ja. not guter Tag. Guter Tag ist ein Nominativ. Ein ja. guten Tag ist. But yes. so, so I thought that maybe the, the accusative in the uh, saluton is like, it's directed to you. Yeah. It's, and that's uh, why it's. Uh, also yeah. in, in German, ich wünsche dir einen guten Tag. That's uh, yeah, and, okay. uh, mi desiras al vi bonan tagon. It's uh, exactly the same way as in German. Yeah, okay. Hmm? Uh, yeah, so rule 14 is also about pre prepositions. It's not hmm. so interesting, maybe. Uh, but the the really interesting part is about fifteen. <laughs> Rule fifteen. That's that's the only one that people actually cite. Uh, were you up to that or? So before there comes uh, rule eleven. It's oh, about 11. compound okay. words. Oh yeah, that's uh, also. This is also yes. kind of mm. um, important um, because basic. In, so uh, as I understood it, in Esperanto, basically everything is a word. So mm. even like. If you say uh, a noun always ends in O, even this O is a word. You, mm. it, so it can stand for itself and it means something like thing or something. Yeah, uh, uh, it's, um, there, is, uh, there is a debate going on about uh, the accusative N, whether it's a word or not. Oh, yeah. Because if it's a word, then you are actually allowed to uh, use it as a uh, mm. single, like. single word. Single mm. word. Uh, no, but you're also allowed to uh, to uh, uh, to um, attach uh, any anything uh, any any other elements like mm -hmm. the a for uh, for the adjective, which mm -hmm. uh, uh, which gives na. Yeah, and uh, people use that uh, to uh, if they don't want to use the accusative mm. uh, for for uh, for example uh, when you say. Uh, Well, what 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 you say? I uh, I love. I don't know. Give me some name. Tuxo. Yes, Tuxo. Tuxo already is uh, is an Esperantist uh, Esperantistized uh, version of Tux. Yeah. Mi Tuxon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, what I would say. If I not use this uh, Esperanto version of Tux, uh, then people would say Mi Amas na Tux. Which is, uh, well, I don't promote that. It's just uh, some people, uh, it's a minority in, uh, of Esperanto speakers, they uh, use that and they, uh, they say, uh, they claim uh, uh, that it's, uh, the N is an uh, independent word and they are allowed to uh, combine this with, uh, with the A and uh, use it as, as something like an accusative preposition. Mm. Well, uh, you can spend a lot of energy debating on that. Uh, it's uh, to me, it's much, uh, much more worthwhile simply having fun in Esperanto. <laughs> yeah. And um, well, there are all kinds of those debates about those grammar details. Details. Yeah. yeah. So everything is a word, and um, you can combine words uh, more or less as you like to create new meanings. Mm. And that's now the part which is agglutinative about yeah. Esperanto, uh, which means um, that words are composed of different morphemes, or in this case, of different other words. Um, and each of these um, morphemes um, remains unchanged. So, which is, for example, different in, in German uh, and in English. So that you can also have some endings, but sometimes 
attaching an ending changes the stem or um, sometimes one suffix uh, has sev uh, several functions and in agglutinative languages every morpheme every um, puzzle piece has has a, has one meaning and if you put everything together then a new meaning um, arises and uh, other um, examples for for agglutinative, agglutinative languages are for example turkish and also klingon i read it's also agglutinative mm. so um do we maybe have an have an example so um for, for how this works or several examples yeah well um just um maybe maybe the example uh what is uh the expression for a web designer mm -hmm. yeah so uh it's obviously it's an it's a notion that uh did not exist when Samenhof made up esperanto but very important nowadays yeah but in nowadays it's very important <laughs> and uh so what is uh what is a web designer so for for web or uh, or net uh, we use the uh, um, the esperanto stem for um net which is red so reto as is a net mm -hmm. or network and uh, the red is the stem and then uh, well uh, there is the english expression uh, page for 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 a web page and so we will say red pa red pajo or pajo is a page page is the stem so we have red page if we uh, attach the o we have a website so one mm -hmm. a web page one page in in the internet so now um, a web designer is not creating web pages but websites so a website is a group of web pages uh, mm -hmm. that belong together okay. in, uh, in well this is this is the old way of thinking now uh, we have uh, all this new technology and uh, it's uh, Uh, also, the the uh, expression in Esperanto uh, changed a little bit, but uh, well, um, some ten years ago, a website was just a group of web pages mm -hmm. that belonged together, and so there is a suffix for that in in Esperanto, which is "ar." Uh, for example, um, uh, just to uh, to to make it clear, uh, "arbo" is a tree. For uh, you drop the "o," then it's "arb" is the stem. You uh, attach the suffix "ar" and Again, attention O, then you have Arbaro, which means forest. It's a group of trees. Mm -hmm. So a group of web pages is Red Pajaro, a website. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the word for Red Pajaro. Uh, for, uh, no, the word for website is Red Pajaro. And then uh, you have the suffix Ist, uh, which means uh, a professional or someone who is um, dealing with the topic on a high level level. Uh, And so, uh, Red Pajaristo uh, would be a web designer. Mm. Well, as I said, uh, this um, uh, this uh, imagination that a website is a group of web pages belonging together, this was uh, the concept uh, uh, before the Web 2.0 uh, um, wave. And now uh, you don't uh, actually realize uh, a website as pages. Yeah, It's, that's true. Uh, And then also in Esperanto, this uh, the, the expression changed. It's now it's uh, reteo, and uh, reteisto would be the web designer. Mm -hmm. And uh, a is uh, actually the uh, suffix for a place. Mm -hmm. For example, dokuiri um, uh, as is to cook. Kuiri mm -hmm. as a verb, 
and cuireo as is the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Or lerni is uh, to learn. Yeah. And lerni is the place where you are learning, so it's the school. Yeah. And so on, yes. Okay. And uh, then there is uh, neceseo, which necessa is necessary. Mm. And neceseo is the place that's necessary. Yeah. So that's uh, the toilet. Uh. Yes, yes. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, actually the, uh, the, the the way it works. The, the way, uh, yeah, it works. Yeah, mm. and um, it's uh, to beginners. It's uh, it's a little bit difficult because they they have to decode this uh, these uh. Uh, combination of suffixes or of of stems uh, in real time, mm. but uh, or also uh, encode them also <laughs> both yeah. both ways. But it's. Um, Uh, with a little bit of listening and a little bit of ex exercise, it it really uh, you you really get the routine in doing it. And at that point, it's uh, it's really fun speaking Esperanto because you're really really flexible. Mm. Uh, for example, in German, we uh, we use for uh, all these uh, computer and internet uh, expressions, we actually use the English um, mm. words and just uh, may make them sound a little bit German. Maybe even not even that, not even that. And whereas Esperanto uh, really um, uh, can express almost everything with, without, um, like example, for example, web designer, uh, without uh, using an English uh, expression. It's uh, quite funny that uh, the, um, uh, the words which are actually taken from English, they are also in English new words like uh, wiki, blog, yeah. podcast. Mm. Smartphone, yeah. This they are also in English uh, made up new words. Yeah, this brings us to rule 15, which is about foreign words. Mm -hmm. um, and Samenhoff says uh, the so-called foreign words, i.e., those taken by the majority of languages from one source, are used in Esperanto without change, taking on only the orthography of this language. But for different words from a single root, it is better to use without change only the basic word and form the rest from this letter according to the rules of Esperanto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this here is smartphone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, this is uh, this is uh, um, you. You can also debate on this. Two years or one and a half year ago, I was in Reykjavik uh, at the uh, World Esperanto Congress, and they were discussing about uh, how smartphone. to call a smartphone. Okay. And uh, well, it's. Um, uh, I think this is a good uh, a good uh, place to apply this rule fifteen because I, I think in every language you would understand a smartphone, and also the concept is not uh, not really. Uh, I don't know uh, how long the concept will last because uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, uh, in in five years time, nobody will speak about. Smartphones, but maybe they uh, we have other devices, mm -hmm. and so it's simply not worthwhile translating this or make making up a new stem or um, yes uh, or people invented uh, out of the existing Esperanto stems uh, many other words, but it's uh, no no none of these are so uh, comprehensive or so understandable. Like smartphone, or mm. just just clear what it means, and uh, yeah, to purists it may sound strange, but um, it's um, yeah, Esperanto is supposed to be a 
usable as a communication language. So why not simply using a, a stem that's uh, understandable? Yeah. But you would, like when you write smart phono, then it w would be according to the Esperanto Yeah, I, I, would, I would write it with an F. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, so a uh, very flexible language when it comes to creating and borrowing words. And there's one more thing that uh, to, uh, as an example for the regularity, there is this nice chart um, of so-called correlatives. So basically it's about um, words used to ask uh, who, where, why, when, stuff mm. like that, mm. and the answers to that. So um, da -da -da. I also have it here like... Uh, and there, so so uh, yeah, in, in in most languages, um, the words, for example, if you want to ask um, where, mm. uh, then you could answer there. Mm. So this would be a, a very different word. So they sound similar, but uh, it's, yeah, it's a different word. Um, so what do I want to say? Um, so, okay, you ask where, you can ask and answer there, you, but you could also answer somewhere mm. or everywhere or nowhere. So this is an example where, in fact, in, in English, it's also quite regular. So there's always this air in the end. And then mm. at the beginning, there is... So the Let's say, say uh, uh, test it with uh, when. With when. Okay, it's a better example. Maybe. When, so, yeah. and now. Yeah. And uh, then, when, when, yeah, and then yeah. is, uh, but uh, tested with who? Mm -hmm. uh, who? Um, you could say somebody. Uh, yeah, somebody. Everybody. Everybody. Nobody. Yeah, it's. Uh, maybe I'd find another example. What? So why, for example? Why? When you say why, then you could say for some reason, for every reason. Yeah. Yeah. Or so, just. So, however, so in, in Esperanto, this is really regular. Mm -hmm. There's a really uh, regular pattern. Like, for example, if you take uh, reason, um, there's the word ial. Yes. Which means for some reason. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then um, you can add a k, mm -hmm. kial, which means why. Mm -hmm. And if you add T in the uh, at the beginning, then it's tial, and this means so. And exactly. Yes. And then there's also tial uh, for every reason and nenial. Nenial. Nenial yes. uh, for no reason. Mm. So so we always and then another example would be you, which mm. is like one. Someone. Some, yes. Someone. Mm. And then you there you can do the same like Q is who or which. TU is uh, that one. Um, so you, you have this really regular pattern, like you have the, the basic word mm. and, and then some, some um, prefixes, which always mean either question or it's a kind of pointer or negation. Gen gen or the generalizing one, the yeah. CHIU is Chiu. Uh, yeah. everyone. Yeah. And it's, uh, this CHIU is also interesting because it can, uh, it can uh, appear in plural. Kiwi, okay. which ones? Tiwi, those ones. Yeah. Chiwi, um, yeah, all of them. And neniwi, uh, none of them. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah. So uh, um, I guess this is uh, um, also convenient to uh, to learn if you learn Esperanto. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, well. If you if you uh, I'd say if you if you know this suffixes and if you know those this this table of uh, of correlatives. Uh, then you're already quite uh, quite far in the in the grammar. Or, mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's one one thing that makes it maybe easier to learn Esperanto than other languages mm. where where the words are very different. Uh, maybe we we could summarize what else um, may be easier uh, in Esperanto or makes it easier to learn Esperanto. So we had this really close correspondence between letters and sounds. Mm. Um, then also the fact that uh, every stem can be used in any word class, like um, yes. mm. when you have, for an example. Uh, um, for for example, um, uh, yeah, take the word for to write, which is scribi, kai, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and. Um, Uh, so you make up uh, an adjective of it. It's uh, scriba, mm. which is uh, written. So uh, a written communication, scriba comunico. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so on. Mm. So um, I guess the idea of Samenhof was that uh, all you need if you learn the language is like, uh, or if you if you find a new word somewhere, you just have to look into to a dictionary and you know everything. Um, so you know the meaning and then you can use the word to form new words. Mm. Um, so, so an example where this uh, uh, is to be seen um, is, for example, uh, the stem san, I think. It's mm. uh, health. Uh, health? Uh, san, yes. Oh, san, san. Yes. okay. Healthy. Oh, Healthy. Health. Yeah, so uh, in, in English it would be, the, the noun would be health. Um, And if you in, in Esperanto the adjective is sana, which is mm -hmm. healthy. Um, and if you now want to say something like ill, then you can say mal sana. Mal sana, yes. Mal is always the opposite. Yeah. Mm. So that's already an example where you would have uh, to learn a different word in English, uh, mm. ill or sick. Sick. Mm. And in, in Esperanto it's simply the word for healthy, and you mm. have have a regular mechanism to get the opposite mm. so um and, and i also read that this uh, this clear marking of word forms um is something that uh, uh so, so esperanto is the only language in the world that does that in this mm. yeah way. So it's uh, so uh, nouns always uh, end by an o and everything that ends by an o is a noun yeah yeah that's also uh, supposed to make make it easier to learn Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, and I guess uh, the uh, um, the overall regularity just yeah um, mm. is supposed to make it easy to learn. Like you have no irregular verbs, um, and the quite free word order as well. So mm. it's really flexible. Um, the free word order. That's uh, um, well. That this is actually something that uh, that um, the progressant uh, of the um, advanced speakers are using mm -hmm. uh, because uh, then it's it's really fun to play with mm -hmm. it's uh, you can you can really um, yeah it's uh, it's uh, it's 
the, the point where where there's uh, different styles in talking uh, or styles of speaking are beginning. But, mm. Mm, that's uh, really nice. Yes, that's mm. also something I read that uh, um, because of this um, really free word order and flexibility. Um, it's easy to make translations from other languages that are really close to the mm. source language. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, well, I sometimes uh, uh, um, interpret into Esperanto and it's, uh, that, it's quite, uh, it's quite easy, but, I'm, well, I never learned uh, interpreting. Interpreting mm. is a really, a really hard job. Actually. Yeah. But uh, interpreting into Esperanto is, uh well it's it's okay it's mm. okay so so you you are like a, um how do you say it uh so uh, you you can interpret in the way that someone says something in another language and you can simultaneously uh, yeah simultaneously translate? but uh simultaneously maybe not quite simultaneously but uh it's um Yeah, well, I never, I never tried that, uh, uh, like here in the studio with headphones. And but uh, uh, sometimes when when we have guided tour uh, mm -hmm. through a city and uh, the guide is talking in German and the group mm -hmm. is Esperanto speakers, and then uh, I interpret and then I let them. Uh, but it's uh, also this uh, simul or half simultaneously. It's it's uh, in Esperanto. It's uh, much easier. One more uh, kind of um, topic that, that I would like to talk about is a bit of critique um, about Esperanto. So what, uh, yeah, what other people or maybe also the people that speak Esperanto um, say about, uh, yeah, I have to criticize about mm -hmm. the language. So. Yeah, interesting, interesting uh, point. Uh, usually, usually I escape uh, uh, this discussion uh, and say, <laughs> um, "Well, if you can't uh, discuss with me on the critics of the drawbacks of Esperanto in Esperanto itself, you're simply not qualified." Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's, good point. Uh, that's my usual my usual uh, way of escaping this uh, this discussion. But uh, well, uh, we are, we want to be honest here and uh, and say, well, there is uh, criticism uh, in Esperanto. Well, I actually lost track of of it maybe you uh, uh have you uh, figured out some uh, criticism that uh yeah that so um there actually on, on the in the wikipedia article about uh mm. esperanto there there are some things so i i um, collected some things that uh, seem to come up uh, um, several times so um i guess We already mentioned this uh, criticism of um, Esperanto being too Eurocentric, mm -hmm. like um, because the uh, the vocabulary uh, comes from Indo-European languages, um, it might be harder to learn for, for people with other yeah. native languages. Mm -hmm. And so it's maybe not so fair and not so neutral after all. Really, that, that's, uh, that's the point. Uh, uh, well, still the... Uh, people from China say it's for them it's easier to learn uh, Esperanto than uh, Japanese or mm -hmm. Korean. I don't know. I can't. Uh, I can't confirm that. It's maybe it might be a myth. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, but uh, well, point taken. It is Eurocentric. It's uh, much more difficult for uh, for uh, Asians or for uh, people not uh, used to European languages. Uh, Well, the grammar is not European, but the grammar is so easy just that it uh, everyone can learn it. And uh, yeah, it's it's a point. 
but uh, uh, one thing I want to, wanted to say here is that some people say it's too, uh, it's it's not enough Eurocentric yeah. because they say uh, Esperanto should be the language of the European Union. But it's mm -hmm. uh, well, this is also this uh, this political political philosophical question of what Esperanto is to be used for. But yeah. well, okay, we, I don't want to go into that too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and then I already read the the uh, criticism that um, it's over marketed in the way that everyone says, oh, it's so easy to learn. But then, in fact, if you look at the people who speak Esperanto, um, most of them don't really achieve fluency. Can you confirm that? Um, well, it depends on uh, if if you say there are a hundred thousand fluent speakers and one million who uh, uh, started learning it, then uh, you're true. Ninety uh, percent actually did not reach fluency. Mm -hmm. But um, it's um, it's possible to reach fluency, and many uh, speakers reach it. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, as I said, I speak Esperanto far better than English, and uh, well, uh, listeners might judge whether my English is fluent or not. <laughs> and um, so it it is possible many people reach fluency and uh yeah so but still uh the the point is it might be the easiest language uh, available to learn but still it's a language so it's yeah. uh, uh it's um um, maybe you can can link this uh, TED talk of a friend of mine of Tim Morley. He's using Esperanto as to teach uh, children how to learn a language, mm -hmm. and he says it's um, Esperanto is like a, a recorder, this uh, this mm -hmm. this flute, uh, uh, and you teach uh, a, f a flute this uh, the recorder, not that uh, someone becomes a, a recorder player, but someone learns how to learn an, an instrument mm -hmm. and so he teaches uh, the uh, school children Esperanto in order to make them learn how to learn a language mm -hmm. and uh, so it is much much easier but still it's it's a language it's yeah yeah it's uh yeah you uh, still have to practice and yeah you have put to, some effort into it you have to uh, to put some effort into it and you have uh you have to have the motivation language learning yeah. is a question of motivation and also esperanto you don't get it for free yeah mm. so uh, how how did you learn um esperanto did you just teach it yourself um no i at that time there was um uh, an internet uh, an internet uh, esperanto course the way you could uh, where, where you you had a text with some audio files and you would uh, make your homework and send it to some uh, teacher and uh, and uh, now you can uh, there's a better version of it with it's lernu dot uh, net um, you can link it in the show notes there uh, you can also make uh, uh, courses in the in the internet and then um, actually uh, the second step was in was uh, uh, the uh, practical application yeah yeah and um uh well it took me it took me um, maybe um, four months to get uh, a certain level of uh, well not fluency but uh conversation level mm -hmm. and then uh the fluency and also the uh the capability to use it in any uh in any context uh mm. this came over the years well i'm doing esperanto now for 12 years something like that mm -hmm. so it's um uh this came over the years mm -hmm. yeah so so uh i read some estimations that uh, esperanto can be learned yeah in a fraction of time 
compared yes. to other languages. Mm. So, so like, at least at least uh, you get to a level that you can um, uh, you can uh, speak. Well, uh, I learned French in school, and I was at this level that I can could understand French quite well, but. Uh, Just to set up one sentence was so hard, <laughs> and yeah. so uh, uh, and in Esperanto this is this is much easier, and mm. so it gets you to this level that you can actually communicate, yeah. and uh, it's uh, and it's a good it's a good feeling to have reached this level, and then uh, uh, you're motivated to to go on. Yeah, yeah. So actually, uh, one uh, criticism that I find interesting is that Esperanto is too regular. Like it's it's not uh, well, naturalistic enough because yeah. you know there are always irregularities in uh, in languages. Yeah, also, but uh, it's uh, there are also the criticism that says uh, that say Esperanto is too irregular. Uh, <laughs> well, it's uh, you you can't you can't uh, satisfy them all. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, uh, I think it's also interesting. Uh, I mean, to criticize a language is already kind of. Uh, crazy, but I guess it's because there was this one person who created it, and now you can just blame him. And well, say it's, uh, I think <laughs> this uh, this criticism for Esperanto being uh, too um, regular comes from the interlingua speakers, mm. and uh, well, they uh, they also set up um, uh, well, they, they don't say constructed language; they say derived language. Mm -hmm. They say it's, uh, it's derived from other European languages. And uh, they say that uh, their language is more natural. Yeah. And um, well, uh, it's might be, but it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mm. I guess it depends on what you want to achieve. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, I mean, um, if it, it gets easier to learn mm. by being more regular, then and and this mm. yeah, was the goal of the mm. creator basically. And that if it's really if it really works like that, so. It's, uh, I guess it's uh, good, <laughs> or, um, yeah. But so, and uh, I know another group that has this critique, um, which are people who construct languages as a hobby. The conlang, the con uh, conlangists. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, well, which is uh, Esperanto sim uh, simply has another another goal. It's another it's, goal. It's, yeah. it's not. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not criticizing conlangers, though they they have their they ha they have their sports. Mm. It's yeah. just a mental kind of sport. They mm. should do it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so and and then one great criticism is that uh, Esperanto uh, is and uh, looks and sounds artificial because of the strange letters and uh, I, I especially like the criticism of Ludwig Wittgenstein. I don't know if you know. Uh, uh, I know the name. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, uh, so th there is a nice quote where he says, Esperanto, the feeling of disgust we get if we utter an invented word with invented de derivative syllables. The word is cold, lacking in associations, and yet it plays at being language. A system of purely written signs would not disgust us so much. So. Well, yeah, uh, uh, to, uh, to, to him I would say, well, repeat that to me in Esperanto, and then I know that you actually know what you're talking about. That's a good point, because I read that uh, Ludwig Wittgenstein yeah, was basically disgusted by the idea of constructing mm. a language uh, Uh, so much that he didn't even have a look at, mm. at the actual language. And so. Yeah, uh, 
people sometimes say, I don't like Esperanto because it sounds uh, strange or I don't like the letters, then I say, well, uh, <laughs> if, if you don't like it, you don't like it. It's, yeah. it's, uh, I can't do something about it. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's just your, your, personal, uh, your personal preferences. Uh, well, then mm. don't, don't, don't learn it. It's, uh, I won't force you. It's, uh, yeah, but I guess similar to this um, criticism is also the one that people say, yeah, Esperanto has no soul. So it's it's like, um, yeah, it's it's an auxiliary language. It makes communication easy, but you can't do anything else with it. You can't be emotional. You can't write love letters. So, Well, do. people should come to some Esperanto youth event and, uh, and see how emotional <laughs> it gets. <laughs> yeah, like, for example, can you swear in Esperanto? Yeah, of, so, of course, of course, yes. So, so how would that sound like? So, uh, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> do you have an example? <laughs> I wouldn't do that in public. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's possible. It's all. It's also uh, there is um, uh, there are songs, uh, some uh, some uh, gangster rap songs, which uh, actually show how. Uh, Uh, how aggressive Esperanto can be, mm -hmm. and uh, the the funny thing is that uh, then uh, there are coming Esperanto speakers and, and they say, "Oh, you shouldn't publish this in Esperanto." Well, what 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 do the what what do people uh, 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 what is the pa public perception in in Esperanto? Uh, but it's uh, well, it's uh, it's a language with a culture, and uh, there is also gangster rap sounds or some uh, dirty humor or yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, And uh, this exists, yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. So well, it's uh, it's uh, it's not not always easy to translate uh, uh, literally. Yeah. But well, I'm I'm uh, I made for some of uh, for movie I made uh, uh, subtitles, and uh, well, you can uh, also uh, uh, this uh, swear words uh, somehow translate mm. to Esperanto, and you can also natively uh, swear in Esperanto. Yeah, so so uh, I guess this is also related to uh, saying uh, Esperanto has no culture because yeah, it's a neutral language. Mm. Um, but I mean, we already heard that there is music, um, yeah. there's literature in Esperanto, also original. Literature. Yeah, original literature, original music. Uh, what is actually missing is movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's uh, it's uh, simply due to the fact that uh, for making music, uh, I can make music here in my studio alone. I play all the instruments, and so it's it's one person is actually sufficient to to get to quite a high level. Or if there's one band and they mm. uh, uh, just a group of people, uh, but to make a movie, uh, well, then you need really a big team of professionals. There, you need yeah. the camera operator, you need actors, you need all kinds of people and um, this is uh, really a, a, a really big challenge challenge for the for the Esperanto community uh, to come up with a native movie in Esperanto and um, I yeah. guess the, the group of people who would watch the movie is just so small that it it's might not be worth the commercially effort. it's not worth the effort uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's, uh, and uh, yeah also the the musicians in esperanto they uh, are either uh, hobbyists or they uh, they they make also music in uh, in another language yeah. and uh, make money with that with that mm. Mm. so like a second how do you say second leg 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it's... Uh, well. Yeah. Okay, so maybe one, one last uh, point of criticism is that the language is sexist. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's the criticism that I myself criticize most. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's um, not not really not really uh, this uh, uh, sexism from from a um, uh, uh, political or social point of view, but uh, it's um, well. They, we heard that there is a word for he and she. Yeah. And uh, this uh, is a word which is uh, these are these are words which are actually in the in the rules in the in the sixteen rules. So there is no chance to to change them. And now the uh, uh, the public uh, perception of sex and gender is changing. Yeah. So uh, a couple of years ago, or, or, uh, twenty years ago, the world was all uh, still simple. There were females and males. And now um, this point of view is s slowly changing, and I uh, don't know how Esperanto will adjust to that. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the other thing is th uh, that there is a suffix for uh, female, so you uh, you can uh, you can um, a word which is male by default by default like uh, patro, which is father. Yep. You you, uh, you said uh, you uh, um, attach the in uh, patrino, which is mother. And this is sometimes it's um, like a female father. So uh, yeah, like a female father. But what this is not the problem. The pr yeah. the problem is that uh, um, you cannot have a neutral uh, form. Uh, okay. It's, um, uh, it's for example when you talk about uh, about uh, animals, uh, you have a, a bovo is. Um, uh, a beef. Well, it's beef. Uh, 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 a cow. Uh, well, a cow is female. Yeah. Yeah, it's bovino. Yeah. It's a cow. Yeah. And um, but there's no word for uh, no suffix which would make uh, this bovo into a, a bull, or uh, uh, which is, and then they say vir bovo, which means um, man uh, mm -hmm. beef. Yes. And um, so this is uh, not symmetric, mm -hmm. and and this is uh, just. Um, uh, this is uh, an, an annoying feature of, uh, of Esperanto grammar, and um, yeah, this uh, this is what uh, is uh, um, usually referred to as the uh, sexist uh, grammar grammar of uh, of Esperanto, mm. which is uh, a valid point of criticism. And there are also uh, suggestions of how to reform that, mm. but um, oh well, it's. Uh, uh, you can uh, debate whether these uh, reform um, uh, suggestions are uh, usable. They have also their drawbacks. And, uh, well, in the end, uh, it's uh, a question of how people speak. It's yeah. uh, it's uh, maybe it's uh, maybe uh, this changes over the years. And I think if uh, if really the the uh, uh, the social view on gender is changing, I think. Uh, also, the, the Esperanto fundamental won't stop uh, uh, the language of involving. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so as we already said, uh, Esperanto has become a living language. Yeah, and it's, totally. And it's mm. uh, as hard as with any other language to, to change mm. stuff. Like, I mean, we have a, a similar discussion in German mm. with with the female uh, forms and whether the, the plural... Uh, which is masculine by default 
is also including women and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. This is this is uh, well in well this debate we don't have in Esperanto because we have uh, we have a prefix uh, which indicates both sexes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, Signoro as uh, Mister, Signorino as Mrs, and mm -hmm. Ge Signoroi as is uh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that would be a good solution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, uh, so this problem yeah. we in, in Esperanto we don't have this problem, but we have other problems yeah. uh, regarding this uh, sex in in grammar yeah. mm, or gender in grammar, whatever. Though this is uh, this is the point of criticism that uh, that I accept uh, most because it's that's really a, uh, a drawback. Okay. Mm. So, what do you think? How how will Esperanto develop? What is yeah. will there be? Yeah, uh, more speakers. Um, more. Well, I think uh, the Esperanto uh, community will get more complex and more diverse, and um, and also more um, uh, or less uh, less uh, overviewable mm -hmm. because. Um, uh, uh, Well, originally, or well, t up to 20 years ago, or up to now, there was uh, the World Esperanto Association, uh, and they actually were the umbrella where all mm -hmm. the Esperanto activity uh, t took place. They uh, so, if you wanted to do Esperanto, you would uh, the, the WR would be your place to go, and. Um, Uh, well, thanks to uh, to internet, uh, this is changing because uh, everyone can set up a group in Facebook or uh, mm. uh, something uh, or uh, a podcast or, or, or can create events, do stuff, and uh, and so there are uh, lots of activities uh, which uh, the World Esperanto Association doesn't know a thing <laughs> of, and uh, many interesting uh, Esperanto activities are uh, taking place totally. Uh, totally uh, outside of the World Esperanto Association. And so um, also the, um, um, I think we said it in the beginning uh, that uh, uh, in um, Buenos Aires, the World Esperanto Congress had uh, a small number of uh, participants and this uh, number of participants is declining uh, uh, for uh, several years now in, on average. And but there are these smaller Esperanto events uh, coming up, so it's uh, it's it's getting much more diverse. There are uh, uh, more Esperanto events you could visit, uh, uh, but the big reference uh, uh, events will, uh, I think, they will get smaller, or they will have to change their concepts mm -hmm. a bit. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. But there we get into into Esperanto politics, and uh, <laughs> well, at that point, I I hope that no uh, Esperanto speaker will ever hear this because you, the, then you get a lot of uh, a lot of uh, comments with other opinions. But no, it's uh, that's uh, that's uh, uh, debates that are going on in the in the Esperanto movement, and there are also opinions that uh, uh, say the direct opposite or something. Mm. Mm. Okay, so uh, I guess we could come to an end slowly. I mean, we could go on for hours, I guess. Yes, yes, But, really. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, I could, I could. You have go to put on, a cut somewhere. Yeah, so. some somewhere is, is the end. I think it's now. Yes. <laughs> But maybe we could give some hints where you could learn more about Esperanto if you are interested. Yeah. In so, more. Uh, well, I think I, I will. Um, the the uh, if we wanted to uh, start learning Esperanto. 
then it's uh, lernu.net, uh, which um, is the place you would go. I don't have it here in, in, uh, in my browser now. But, uh, well, if you paid attention, you would say what uh, you can say what lernu means. Oh, uh, 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 oh yeah, we learn. Had it. We had it. it. It's yes. Learn, learn. Yes, learn. It's, uh, it's the order mood of, of, of to learn. And this is a place uh, where you can learn uh, Esperanto. Um, mm -hmm. you can, uh, so you can choose your, you, you make your homework and you choose a mentor and this mentor gets uh, uh, your uh, exercises and can correct them. And I'm a mentor there, though you can you choose me as a mentor. Mm. And... Um, Then there is, if you just want to uh, listen a bit to Esperanto music, uh, then you would go to uh, musaico.info and then uh, uh, on the right-hand side you have, uh, you can play uh, Esperanto web uh, radio. Uh, the thing is, this is really a program which is from Esperanto speakers to Esperanto speakers, so the whole site is only in Esperanto. Mm. Lernu, you can switch to uh, all, a whole bunch of languages, but uh, Mosaico is only in Esperanto. And then there are uh, other, uh, other, other interesting sites that I, uh, maybe there is... Um, Yeah, this uh, there's a wiki about uh, uh, songs and poems, and uh, maybe you can link this TED talk of Tim Morley, mm -hmm. which is really really interesting. Okay. Then there is uh, the sites of the uh, uh, Esperanto associations, the Esperanto Youth Association. Yes, and yeah, this is, a, and um, yes. Maybe this uh, you can cover this in a in a different episode. It's uh, it's uh, lingvo. Uh, .info. Lingvo. Info. Lingvo is the the word for language, mm -hmm. and uh, this is a site that's simply dealing with languages, mm -hmm. and uh, it's made by Esperantists. Uh -huh. uh, this is uh, yeah for German and for so maybe we can talk about this afterwards. So so uh, I think we we will set up a link list that mm -hmm. you can put in, uh, in into your blog okay uh, I have also some some hints so I, I uh, read that you can I guess starting in April you can also learn Esperanto on Duolingo you know that yeah yeah Esperanto link uh, Esperanto has uh, is now uh, coming up in Duolingo Uh And uh, we actually, in, in the podcast, uh, in our podcast, Can Puncto, we made an episode with uh, one of the uh, group members who's doing mm -hmm. this, uh, who's okay. making up this course with uh, Chuck Smith. Chuck Smith is also, uh, he's an uh, Esperanto speaker from the US, and he's the one who set up the um, uh, Esperanto Wikipedia. So he's, uh, he, Esperanto Wikipedia was one of the, one of the first non-English uh, Wikipedias. Mm -hmm. And Chuck Smith uh, was the one who initiated it, and now he's in the in the team setting up the Duolingo uh, uh, Duolingo course in uh, for Esperanto. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we we talk with him in our uh, podcast in Esperanto. So. Okay, so first you have to learn uh, <laughs> on Duolingo, and then you can listen to the podcast about exactly yes Esperanto <laughs> on Duolingo. Yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, uh, two more hints. So. Um, uh, If you want to uh, learn more about, um, let's say, the history of constructed languages, you should probably read uh, the book by Umberto Eco, The Search for the Perfect Language, mm -hmm. um, where he, yeah, he starts at the Tower of Babel 
mm. uh, the, the story, which is like the reason why we have different languages in the world. And then uh, since then, there have been several efforts to find like the perfect language or the divine language with, which was there in the beginning and stuff like that. And so he covers like the, the different philosophical languages, mm. also a bit about Esperanto and uh, Volapük. Um, and so this could be an interesting read if you're interested in that. And if you don't like reading so much, um, there's also a podcast on constructed languages, the mm -hmm. Conlangery podcast. Do you know no, this no, one? Not at all, no. So um, yeah, it, it's basically it's made by people who construct languages for people. Oh, maybe I should listen to that. <laughs> yeah, maybe because uh, so I, I stumbled upon it uh, some time ago, mm. uh, and and I just thought, oh my god, this is the nerdiest thing ever! Like mm. sitting down and and creating a language for fun. But actually, I think it's a it's a good hobby if you are interested in languages yeah, because well, it lets you play with with different aspects exactly. of language and you can get some insight into languages. So basically, the same goal that I have in making this podcast mm. and and in this uh, podcast they also um, that's actually also what they do. So they look at different phenomena, uh, like for example how to express negation and then they look at different languages how how is this realized in different languages so to get some some uh, yeah ideas what you could do in your own languages and so this can also be interesting for for people who are just interested in languages so uh, and so the concept the concept is actually a bit similar to to the one of this podcast but from a different perspective uh, but also really nerdy but mm. uh, so um, yeah maybe you should also uh, give it a listen so okay yeah yeah so is there something else we should mention oh there are lots of things we <laughs> didn't mention but uh, well as you said we could uh, speak for three more hours on, yeah. on Esperanto but uh, uh, it's uh, well I can uh, only uh, only recommend uh, to to anyone uh, who's uh, well who who likes to to be active in an international uh, uh, environment mm. and uh, where you can get to know uh, really different people. Yeah. And well, there are there are other th other communities, uh, international communities like the Linux community. Well, but they are all uh, somewhat computer nerds. And then there is mm. uh, uh, international religious community communities, but they are somewhat affected to to religion. Mm. And uh, so all these international communities have some bias in some mm. uh, some direction. And in the Esperanto uh, community. Uh, you have all of them. There yeah. are the Linux geeks. There are also uh, uh, religious people. A friend of mine who's he's he's a Catholic. He uh, uh, and he in, in every country he travels to uh, due to Esperanto. He's he's searching for a Catholic uh, church service. It's quite uh, quite funny. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you really uh, like to be with. Uh, Uh, all kinds of different people and learn from different opinions, different uh, points of view. Uh, then uh, the Esperanto community is uh, is really uh, a, a good recommendation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's I got got to know by Esperanto a lot of uh, interesting people. Mm. Uh, interesting in the sense that uh, that they are not like me, and I can mm. learn something from them. Mm. Yeah, that sounds cool. I might actually have a look at this Duolingo course. Mm. Mm. 
So maybe we can talk in Esperanto next yes. time. Uh, well, m maybe uh, I will. In, uh, we will invite you to our Esperanto Ooh, podcast okay. to talk about languages. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, give me some time to <laughs> practice my Esperanto. Until then. Okay, so um, now uh, as a nice uh, um, treat at the end, we thought we play um, a song in Esperanto. Yes. And you chose one piece. Yes. Uh, well, I uh, uh, well I could have uh, just uh, 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 chosen a song of mine, but um, uh, I want I don't want to be th that uh, selfish. <laughs> um, so I I chose one song uh, which is. Um, from a group uh, which uh, is named uh, La Petita Generation. Uh, well, if you know French, then you uh, might uh, be able to translate it, which uh, means the lost generation. Mm -hmm. And they are from Sweden. And uh, the song is called uh, Valso con Comunistino, which means um, a waltz uh, with uh, a communist, or the Comunistino is a female communist. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Well, uh, I don't want to too much comment uh, to comment on the on the text. We, uh, I know the the author; he's a, uh, quite a close friend of mine, and um, he was in Cuba, and uh, and he, uh, yeah, uh, maybe uh, was dancing there with uh, some some woman, and uh, so uh, he wrote uh, this song about his stay in in Cuba, and. Um, Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, do you do you want to to go into detail of the of the text or? Uh, yeah, if you can say something about it. Uh, well, maybe maybe we need uh, uh, maybe we can uh, can a little bit talk about the uh, refreno. It's uh, en aero ni birdas en aquo ni fishas kai foie en malumo laucor. So en Uh, en aero, uh, aero is, is air, and uh, en aero is in the air. Ni birdas. So, uh, we, we learned that as is the uh, present tense form. Mm -hmm. And bird uh, is uh, fact, uh, actually from, from English, bird. Mm, okay. And uh, so if you attach uh, a verb ending to a noun, or to a, or to a noun stem, a nounish stem like bird, then uh, it means we are. Or uh, so in the air we are birds. Okay. In aquo ni fishas. In the water we are fish. Kaifoye ah. uh, and malumo laucor. That means and sometimes uh, in no malumo lumo is light and malumo is uh, the opposite of light, so darkness. And foye mm. uh, and uh, sometimes in the darkness laucor um, according to our hearts. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ni posedas nenion tamen pli ol aliai enschlositai en parla color. Do ni possess nothing, uh, we possess nothing. Um, uh, nevertheless, more than others uh, who are um, locked up in a pale color. So it's uh, it's uh, it's it's getting a little bit abstract, but uh, the song is uh, is really is really nice, mm -hmm. uh, sung by Anna Burenius, who's also a friend of mine. It's 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 quite funny because we uh, I know all the all the artists and uh, and we are uh, we are it's it's a uh, yeah I'm also an Esperanto musician and uh, so I'm I'm part of this uh, Esperanto 
musician community and we always uh, sometimes help each other out in concerts i, I was uh, playing with them on stage because they were lacking a, a bassist or something mm -hmm. and it's mm. uh, that's really a nice um, a nice uh, community okay so we will t listen to that song now yes but before i would like to say Dankon. Yes, ne dank Kinder, ne dank Kinder. Es ist Pleasure for me. I hope it was also a pleasure for the listeners. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, until next time. And oh, what, what's, what, what is goodbye? I don't know. Oh, goodbye is uh, Gis Revido. Gis Revido. So, Gis Revido is uh, until, um, until the uh, Revido, un until we see us again. Mm -hmm. So in a podcast you might say Gis Reaudo. Yeah. Yes. But it's um, uh, you can drop this uh, Re word, you can just say Gis, which is like the German Tschüss. Yes. Uh -uh. See you. See you. So, Gis. Gis Reaudo. Doni Ambau Sarante sind du Präsentanten in Fierai Kameradoi del Flag. Jen Vibella Actoro Affectante Honoro Sedevitu Naoresti Papag. Kaimi Aizioi Priruccia Histori Kreas Pordoin Pormi. Danzeo de nove, ciò anche o di covas, e clani la danzo e della. Si demandi stridante, te loghe danzante, ciò cura di asfì e liri della. Proximi di un danzante amico, in teatro comico. La compu di leo, mol collecton ne placcio salmi. Certe la pastro proponos, sed chio besonos gin. Ciu Dio avla hierarchi, intenia il culo e la lun, mia transporta plenum. Hello.
dansante Tralanocto parolante En la lingua de pazzo kai an Eble trovis ni pezzon De ia liberezzo En la ombro de la granda tamtam Proximigi dansante Amico vas estimon politico Thank you.